Support for NPR and the following message come from PBS, presenting The Facebook Dilemma, a frontline investigation into Facebook's impact on privacy and democracy that asks whether it's uniting or dividing us. Tune in or stream starting Monday at 9 Eastern on PBS. Happy Friday, everyone. I'm Robin Hilton from All Songs Considered and NPR Music. We're doing a quick run through some of the best albums out on June 22nd, starting with Nine Inch Nails and their album, Bad Witch. The artist is the one and only Nine Inch Nails, their record Bad Witch, and the song we're hearing is called Ahead of Ourselves, and here to talk about this one all the way from Nashville is Ann Powers. Hey, Ann. Hi, Robin. Does anything say, Happy Friday, like the horrifying (laughs) sounds of Nine Inch Nails? I've been following Nine Inch Nails since the beginning, and... What's interesting about this current release, which is part of a trilogy, is that I feel that Trent and his main partner, Atticus Ross, have kind of returned full circle to what made the project interesting before Trent became known as the embodiment of a certain kind of rage and transgression as a rock star in the 90s. It's really about experimenting with sound, and they're so good at creating these soundscapes that in a weird way, it is comforting. Well, and nobody sounds like Nine Inch Nails. The sounds that Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross get, they're just mind-blowing. It's like there's something eerily organic about the kinds of sounds they make, like they're coming from some sort of horrible beast or something, you know, rather than machines. Horrible beast of your own mind, though. I mean, you know, Trent's I don't know. What he's always been getting at, I think, in his songs is the psychic unrest that we all experience. And another reference point to me, a very strong one, is Bowie's Berlin period um, when he was working with Brian Eno and Tony Visconti and making amazing soundscapes and, and using a lot of saxophone. Yeah, I was surprised by how much sax is on this, a really obliterated sax. And it's Trent Reznor himself who's playing sax, even though he said he would never pick one up again. Uh, he does on this record and um, reminded me a lot of Radiohead, particularly some stuff on Kid A. I'm glad that Nine Inch Nails has lasted long enough as a project to really own this space between industrial music, art music, punk, and you know, be part of the lineage of these artists we're talking about, Bowie and Radiohead. Trent absolutely deserves to be acknowledged as one of the great artists of rock and roll. And the new record is called Bad Witch. It's the third in a trilogy of mini albums, miniature albums that the the band has put out 2016, not the actual events, 2017, Ad Violence. And now we have uh, from Nine Inch Nails the, the record Bad Witch. And stay with us here for one more record, and we'll call it a palate cleanser uh, for, <laughs> for anyone who needs it. And, oh, my uh, goodness, yes. And the band is Bird Talker, and the album is called One. If you're lost and you're lonely, go and figure out why. 
take a trip to your dark side Go on and have a good cry Cause we're all lonely Yeah, we're all lonely Together I want to see your sadness I want to share your sin I want to bleed your blood And I want to be let in Don't you just Don't we all just Want to be together Leave what's heavy What's heavy behind What a beautiful record from Bird Talker. The the record's called One, and the song we're hearing is called Heavy. Such an interesting story behind this band. Zach and Danny Green were young newlyweds, and Zach had had some experience writing songs, performing in coffee houses. Uh, Danny had never written a song before one day. Her husband was messing around with a new composition. She was hanging out, and uh, he asked her to help write the lyrics, and they discovered that they <laughs> were like the Lennon and McCartney of, of the moment. Yeah, <laughs> Their harmonies are gorgeous. They write these amazing songs. Danny actually writes a lot of the lyrics. They formed a band with three friends who had gone to Lipscomb University here in Nashville with Zach. And uh, they started to make these gorgeous songs and put them up on the internet. And I tell you, it's, it's one of those 21st century stories. The songs went viral. That song, Heavy, has now, I think, like something like 53 million streams. Wow. This is before they ever toured at all. One of the things that I keep hearing over and over in a lot of the music that I'm loving this year is the whole recurring theme of how we're all in this together. Even as the songs often, you know, they're songs with titles like Nothing's Right. Yeah. But the music allows you to live with that ambiguity and, you know, that sense of, I believe, I want to believe, I just am having such a hard time. The music, this music helps. It really does. Such a beautiful record. It's called One from the band Bird Talker, all one word. And and you'll be back in the second half of the show to talk about one more record. Uh, but first, let's go to Lecrae and Zaytoven and their album, Let the Trap Say Amen. Fresh. 
bitch to death, but boy, my whole team gotta be ballin'. Yeah, holy water steady drippin' through. Look at how we brought the city through. 116, and we been in the kitchen cooking up a chicken you can listen to. People wonder how we did it. People wonder how we get it. I tell them, don't chase the money, chase the vision. Put your people in position. Turn that water into wine. Watch me grind, watch me shine. Grandma told me God is good. I told Grandma all the time. I'm trippin' holy water. I got that holy water. The artist is Lecrae with Zaytoven. Uh, the album Let the Trap Say Amen, and this song is Holy Water. And here to talk about this one is NPR Music's Rodney Carmichael. What up, Robin? Well, we just talked about Zaytoven and his new record, Trap Holiday, just uh, a few weeks ago. He's back now with the rapper Lecrae. Yeah. Uh, tell us about this collaboration and why people should check this one out. Well, this is a really interesting collaboration because you have Zaytoven, who is you know so committed to his faith that he still plays the organ at church on Sundays oh, wow. even while being a producer to behind some of the the biggest trap rap hits of the past decade with artists like Gucci Man, Future, Migos um and he's paired now with Lecrae who started out as a gospel rapper and transitioned to mainstream rap, but has not changed his message. His message is still very much based around the gospel and Christianity. And interestingly, in the same time period that he's transitioned, you've seen mainstream rap kind of embrace these Christian themes, everybody from Chance the Rapper to Kendrick Lamar. record that he just had earlier this year. Exactly. Like two hours of gospel. Exactly. You know, so... It'll be interesting to see, in light of all of that, whether or not, you know, Lecrae, who really was doing this before a lot of these mainstream rappers, will he gain new followers, you know? Right. Um, how will his how will his message translate to, to, to mainstream listeners? I think that continues to be a question, even though this is not his first time, you know, kind of positioning himself in mainstream rap. The artist is Lecrae and Zaytoven. The record, Let the Traps Say Amen. And Rodney, you'll be back in the second half of this week's New Music Friday. But first, let's take a short break, and we'll be right back. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Indeed. When it comes to hiring, you don't have time to waste. You need help getting your short list of candidates fast. With Indeed, post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates. And when you need to hire fast, accelerate your results with sponsored jobs. New users can try for free when you sign up at Indeed.com slash NPR podcast. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. It's New Music Friday, and we're doing a quick run through some of the best full-length releases out on June 22nd. We start the second half of the show off with Priscilla Renee and her album, Colored.
the song John Joe from the record Colored by the singer Priscilla Renee and Ann Powers back again to talk about this one. Priscilla Renee is also new to me, and I was thinking, oh, she's a country singer. And then I thought, no, I don't even know what this is. Are those hip-hop beats with country music? Well, Robin, Priscilla Renee herself has called it a, a gumbo, a gumbo. mix of elements. This is an artist whom our good friend and uh, frequent NPR music contributor Julie Height turned me on to. And Julie writes that here's an African-American woman, uh, you know, entering the world of country, but completely refusing to stay within the borders of any genre. I think what happens is that Priscilla Renee makes music that ends up strangely hearkening back to a classic era of pop. It almost reminds me of like hmm. a Nancy Sinatra record in a way. Oh, or interesting. I can uh, hear that, yeah. Or a Bobby Gentry record, you know, mm-hmm. it's got that crossing over boundaries. Dusty Springfield, to cite a few. And she deals with political issues. She deals with police brutality, you know, and, and even the idea of what it means to be a person of color in the title track, Colored. So it's a very rich text, this record. I love how she refuses to stay in any one lane, and she's got a phenomenal voice. And um, as you say, she's really reconfiguring a lot of the tropes of country music. How does she fit in with the Nashville scene? How's, how's her music being received? Well, there's a lot of buzz about Priscilla Renee in Nashville right now. Um, as, you know, with much of America, Nashville is facing hard questions about race, about who's been excluded. And we have this emerging group of artists of color who are changing the game. Priscilla Renee is one of them, Valerie June, whom we love, the duo The War and Treaty, who we're going to hear a lot from this year. These are artists who are part of the new Nashville, which is not just about pedal taverns and hot chicken, but is also about diversity and being more progressive culturally in some ways and being more open to what American, all American music is about and I love that that she's entering this space at this time and that singer is Priscilla Renee the last name spelled R-E-N-E-A Priscilla Renee her record is called Colored thanks so much for joining us again Anne thank you Robin and from Priscilla Renee let's go to the jazz saxophonist Kamasi Washington and his incredible new album Heaven and Earth The artist taking us to the next level here is Kamasi Washington. The record's Heaven and Earth, and this song is one of one. And joining us to talk about this one from WBGO is NPR jazz critic Nate Chinen. Hey, Nate. It's my pleasure to be here. 
vibrating on these cosmic frequencies with Tomasi. <laughs> it is definitely, the, the room is definitely alive with cosmic vibrations. Uh, Kamasi Washington, a jazz saxophonist, but he inhabits the musical universe that is uh, much bigger and broader than, than just jazz, and this is uh, an incredibly ambitious record. Ambition is sort of his calling card. He has an incredible center of gravity as a, a leader and a kind of center. There's so much going on in this music, and he somehow has this ability to bring it all together in this really focused beam. He is an artist who has worked with everyone from Lauryn Hill and Thundercat to Kendrick Lamar. He was on the Tapimpa Butterfly record. How do all those different kinds of interests and influence come together on this record? Well, he's a real consolidator of sound. He is rooted in jazz, and I think you'd be right to identify him as a jazz musician, but he borrows from tons of different kinds of music. What we hear on this track, one of one, there are certain signatures he has, and one of those is to use strings and a choir right. in these sort of massed unisons, and under that is this you know, volatile rhythmic foundation and his saxophone as a kind of impassioned you know, preacher to the congregation. So he's, he's bringing a lot of different energies together, but it, it's a very strong collective signature that he has. And just to give you an idea of the range on this record, this cut we're hearing is nearly 10 minutes long. Let's scooch ahead to about four minutes in and listen to a little bit of uh, what he's doing on the sax. I mean, it really feels like an ascension. I think ascension is definitely the word. Um, there's a reason that he split this album into two parts. Um, Earth is part one and heaven is part two. Um, he's very interested in sort of this idea of transcendence. And there's, a, there's obviously a spiritual connotation there. There's also a connection to some of the, the people he often gets compared to, like Alice Coltrane, Pharaoh Sanders, um, late John Coltrane. You know, this idea of, of an avant-garde jazz tradition that is connected with the divine or the sublime. And so, you know, this track certainly feels, I, you know, I think it's, it's meaningful that this is the last cut on earth. And then you flip the record, you, you switch the disc, and the next track is the first one on heaven. So, so this really is a, a portrait of ascension. Yeah. And as you say, so much going on on this record and a lot to dig into with this one for sure. The record Heaven and Earth from Kamasi, Washington. Thanks, Nate. I hope we have you on again uh, soon. My pleasure. All right. Just one more record to talk about before we go. And it comes from the band Death Grips. Their new album is called Year of the Snitch.
the band is Death Grips, and this is their album, Year of the Snitch. Uh, the song we're hearing is called Black Paint, and back to talk about this one is Rodney Carmichael again. Uh, Rodney, we opened the show with Nine Inch Nails, which is a band known and loved for its incredible sonic chaos. We had Kamasi Washington on just before Death Grips here, uh, you know, who was making his own kind of music out of chaos. And then you get to Death Grips, and this is just kind of a mind blower, what they're doing here. Yeah, well, this is classic Death Grips. I mean, they've, they've been blowing our minds since they came out. You know, they formed in 2010 and started dropping music around 2011, mixtapes, and I believe their first album came out around 2012. And, you know, the immediate thing that struck is the fact that they were this cacophony of, like, noise yeah. and punk and, and hip-hop, and it didn't sound anything like the the piece together attempts at rock and rap fusion that we've gotten over the years this this is very authentic music it's not run dmc and, and aerosmith <laughs> by no means by no means right. but when you listen to this cut black paint it does almost sound more like noise rock yeah i think what's refreshing about death grips especially at a time like this when you have hip-hop growing, continuing to grow into this like commercial juggernaut and being the most consumed genre is you're always worried, especially as a as a longtime hip-hop fan myself, about it becoming too commercial, too bland, too safe, you know, which to me is always the death of any genre. Yeah. And having the experimentalism, having acts that are still out there on the edge and falling over the ledge sometimes, it's just a reminder that it's still a vital genre, it's still alive. And, you know, that's what I appreciate about Death Grips and, and why I'll be attempting to dig into this album, you know. The album is Year of the Snitch, and much like the Kamasi Washington and a lot of the other records we've had on this week's New Music Friday, it is not a casual listen. It's one to, to spend some time with. Uh, thanks, Rodney. Thank you much, Robin. As always, a reminder to tell your friends about this show and follow me on Twitter at NPROBIN. To see a list of the albums we talked about, check out the podcast description for this episode. You can also go to npr.org slash allsongs. You can hear full versions of the songs we featured from these records and a whole lot of other great new releases in the new Music Friday playlist from NPR Music. Go to npr.org slash Spotify or open the Spotify app and search for NPR Music. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Be well, have a great weekend, and treat yourself to lots of great music. If you liked this podcast, discover the rest of the NPR portfolio at npr.org slash podcasts and learn more about eight of the country's top 20 podcasts according to PodTracks podcast metrics. That's npr.org slash podcasts.